When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All you heroes, hawks, heralds, crows, pirates, and wardens, welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we unpack, discuss, and galaxy brain about all the lore behind the Dragon Age series. We are so excited to bring you this podcast. Every episode, we'll be talking about a different topic in the Dragon Age universe, from character deep dives to exalted marches and elven gods. We will cover it all. There will be spoilers. And always remember, swooping is bad. And welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast. I forgot which show we were doing for a minute, but we are doing the Dragon Age Lorecast. So welcome to the Dragon Age Lorecast, where we talk about Dragon Age and its lore. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup, and we are here for an exciting patron chat. But first, you have to know who my co-host is. Well, I think they all know by now, but I am Shelby or Sheacup. Yeah, and we're here for our patron chat. And, you know, I'm just feeling different today. So I want Shelby to introduce our patrons. Oh, okay. I was like, I'm so scared what is about to come out of your mouth. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll go starting with Lewis. I am not a Jack O'Lantern. My name is Lewis. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome. Okay, Lizzie. Hello, I am Lizzie or LVCC13. And next we have Andy. Hi, I am Andy, also known as Gandalf's Alt, like Gandalf's Alt account. Supposed to be a funny joke. Hopefully people will get it. (laughs) Awesome. And Steven. Hey, I'm Steven, also known as Crimson Knight. And last but certainly not least, we have Ambrosian. Hello, I'm Ambrosian. All right. Well, welcome to Patron Chat, everybody. It is the month of October, so I thought we could talk about something creepy, crawly, spooky, whatever you want to call it. Um, we're going to talk about Halloween-related topic. So um, the the topic that was voted on is um, the creepiest, spookiest, 
location in all of Dragon Age. Now, I didn't I didn't prepare a list for this mostly because I just didn't have time, but also because there were so many I didn't want it to be overwhelming. So, um if you have more than one, that's okay. If you just have one, that's fine too, but when we go around, um tell us the location, the name of it, tell us like where it is, like if it's a specific house or something, tell us um like what country it's in, and then any other just pertinent information that makes it creepy, that makes it spooky, uncomfortable, whatever you want to call it, um and just your reasoning. So, does that make sense to everybody? Yeah, we good. Okay, so who wants to go first? I'm happy to go. Okay, yeah. Uh, I guess the Chateau d'Anté in the Emerald Graves in Inquisition. Um, I don't think I've ever played a game where I've had to stop and be like, this is freaking me out. <laughs> I'm going to step away. Uh, just like walking through that abandoned mansion and just the random scream noises that appear and the, the, I can't even remember what they actually were like just rising out of the floorboards and attacking you. (laughs) It was just horrifying for me. Isn't that one, the one that has the story with the little girl? Yeah, absolutely. Where you make your way around the house and you have to find like all the different clues and go to the next location. So I'm with a really big dragon skeleton. Yes. Like hung from the the room, the ballroom, I think it is. Yeah, I that one was on my short list of creepy crawly places for sure. I don't remember, and I don't know if you know off the top of your head or anybody for that matter, what is the story with the little girl? Um, is she a mage? I just can't remember which I get them all confused. So I can't remember the story of this one. I think she is a mage off the top of my head. That sounds right. Um, And I think her powers are manifesting in a very creepy way where I think she starts to commune with a spirit of some sort or channel a spirit and it all goes wrong. But that's totally off the top of my head. Somebody else might know better. Yeah. um, Chateau Dantaire was actually the one I was going to talk about too. So I, um, and I had recently played it. So, but yeah, she was a mage. She um, recently came into her mage powers. And of course the, her parents being the nobles or whatever they were, wanted to hide it and, you know, did some deals to where the Templars wouldn't come after her and if, or anything and locked her away to make sure nobody knew about it. And, and eventually she came in contact with a demon. I have the uh, codex entry here, um, a torn diary. It's not fair. I want to go outside. I can hear the guests downstairs. Another party. There's always another party. Mother and father bought me a present to make me feel better, to make me better. They're just trying to shut me up. Cook's scared of me. She still calls me my sweets, but she's scared. Still, she hasn't told father or mother. She's afraid of me more than she likes them. I don't think Cook likes herself much either these days. I have a new friend now. She understands me. She helps me make things fair again. This is horrifying. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty creepy. Creepy. 
Yeah, a couple of other things though from the um uh quest that really makes it creepy is like it anywhere you go like the candles will just light up spontaneously and there are dead bodies everywhere just all over the uh first floor and if you bring coal with you like the first time one of the uh, candles will pop up, he'll say something like, they know we're here. And that's when I was just like, oh yeah, this is definitely creepy. So I think I always get this house mixed up with the one, and maybe it's the same one, I don't know, but isn't there another one that's kind of in the same area that has... um it has like a wall around it and it's where you find all the stuff with Fairbanks. Is that the same house or is that a different one? Different house, but same okay. area. Okay. And they look exactly the same. It's the same layout except for the wall yeah. because or lesions. Fancy nobility. Yes. I do and like that Orlesian architecture. Not gonna lie. It's very nice. It's it's pretty. <laughs> it's it's, very pretty. it's yeah, very it's pretty. nice. If I, I would just but pick- it has Orlesians. Not, no, that's the downside. Yes, <laughs> I would call it lazy development. But honestly, if you bought drive through any kind of like new build neighborhood, they're all exactly the exactly same. the same. Yeah, true, so true. And I'm also, you know, people. yeah, like it's just kind of a thing that that humans do. I think is our human nature of like, oh, we find a new thing we like, it becomes a trend, and then we repeat it and till it's like everywhere and then we get sick of it and do a new thing like it's why we have trends associated with the decades like you know just what humans do um but yeah so who who would like to to go next pick me pick me go ahead all right i just want to do this before anyone so mine isn't really a location but its location is in kirkwall underground so obviously this this comes from DA2, but it will always be the quest with Quentin where Hawk's mother dies. Um, just walking up and seeing the little like piecemealed Frankenstein esque body with your mom's face. Just no, it, it's too similar to actual serial killers for me. Yeah. I hate that. I hate that quest. Mm-hmm. The past like two times I've tried to play Dragon Age, I've gotten to that quest and just said, mm, I think I'm good. I'll stop. <laughs> you get all your romance scenes by then anyway. So Exactly. And once the romance finishes, there's like not much motivation for me to continue playing the game. <laughs> Are you saying you use Dragon Age as a dating sim? No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that that is a major draw of the game. <laughs> Sorry, it is. But anyway, um, who wants to go next? Yeah, I, I'm happy to to jump in. Thank you, Ambrosian. Um, I so mine is both a place and part of a quest as well. Uh, so for me. I find the deep roads extremely creepy. And maybe I just have a fear of caves or underground places in general. Um, But I think why the deep roads are so creepy to me, besides like all the rampant darkspawn, is the quest with the broodmother. 
Um, I found that where you are adventuring in the deep roads and you hear, I believe it's the voice of Hespeth, who is a party member of Broncos, who went to search for the anvil and things went very, very wrong. But hearing that story and then like the body horror moment where you see the broodmother revealed is just very, very disturbing to me. I don't do well with body horror. And like, I was actually like nauseated, <laughs> like just had to like fight my way to complete that quest. So that, that would be it for me. And then ever since like the deep roads just really creep me out whenever I avoid all of the deep road quests, just cause I I'm thinking of that and I just feel very claustrophobic. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. I hate that. I hate the broodmothers. I hate, I just really genuinely don't like the plot line of that in general. Um, but I have to agree. It just kind of puts the deep roads in like a, a different light after you play that, that game. And I think that there are, I've seen a lot of people on Reddit who like have only played inquisition perhaps, or maybe inquisition into, but they haven't played origins because the graphics are outdated or they don't have a way to play it. Who just haven't gone back to the, the original game. And they like, do not have any like hesitation about the deep roads. And I'm like, I know you didn't play origins when you like yeah. think they're cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot to mention that the quest is an origins, but yeah, it's definitely scarred, ruined, ruined the deep roads for me forever. Yeah, I forever played one, uh, Inquisition and two before I played Origins, um, mostly because I didn't like the control setup in Origins, but I persevered and I got to that and I was like, this is horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> See, I love the deep roads, but I did start off with Origins. Um. And I'd agree, that's kind of a horrifying scene. It scared me as a kid when Origins came out and I was fumbling my way through the game because I was not smart enough to understand how to actually, you know, intelligently play Dragon Age. Um, but then replaying that game and going through that mission as an adult made it even more horrifying because you have a better understanding of what's actually happening. Because playing it as a kid, you go in and you're like, oh, ew, really ugly, nasty monster. And then as an adult, you're hearing the background dialogue and actually processing what has happened. And it's even more horrifying. Yeah, for sure. Especially for us women. It's not yes. a fun thing. Um, very disturbing. <laughs> very, very disturbing. And I think it very much like shows the game's age. I don't think that that this I don't think it would be made in the same way. That storyline, at least, would be made in the same way today. But Anyway, um, cool. So let's uh, let's go to our mid-break, and then we can come back and get everybody else. What makes your ram so special? Well, he's always brought the family luck, and his advice helped us make our fortune. Your ram offered advice. How do you get your hair to do that, Dorian? With magic. With proper hygiene and grooming. Maybe all three of you should get acquainted. Kirkwall's not brown enough for me. But hey, no darkspawn. Ferelden wasn't that brown. The dirt and muck gave it character. Alright, well welcome to the middle of the show where we take time to thank our patrons, like all of you who are here. Thank you so much for your support and everything that you do. A special thank you to our first patrons, Lisa M. and Genesis. A special thank you to our Nug King patron, Louis H. And a 
very special thank you to all of our patrons. And if you'd like to join us on these chats, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, we'd support that. Just head over to patreon.com slash DA Lorecast or follow the link in the episode description or go check out our website, which also has a link to it as well. Um, you can find it. I believe in you. And if you do that and you can sign up at our first enchanter tier or higher you can come on these chats with us and hang out with us and we greatly appreciate that if you don't can't do that that's okay we know that we know that not everyone can do that but another great way to support us is to leave us ratings and reviews and comments on spotify if you leave us five stars and some kind words we will read your comment or review on a future episode of the show shelby do we have a review to read i do not have any show notes so i do not have anything in front of me yeah i didn't make show notes today uh obviously so i do have one and this one comes from eris we've read out comments from eris before and they commented on the augrain character deep dive and said this Ogren is easily one of my top companions in all of Dragon Age. To see him grow from the drunken mess he is in the beginning to the man he is at the end of Dragon Age Awakening was worth every second. Damn ass chab. Thanks so much, Eris, for leaving that comment. Um, I hate to say it, but I definitely think you might be in the minority of people who love Ogren. Um, but thank you for leaving us that comment and listening, of course. Yeah, so thank you for that comment and for supporting the show. Other than that, Come hang out with us on Discord. We're all on Discord. You can come hang out with us, chat with us, have a lot of fun. Other than that, that's all I have for the middle of the show. So I think we can get back to spooky Dragon Age. All right, let's do it. Have a care where your eyes linger, Alistair. Yes, well, don't worry. It's not what you think. I see. I was looking at your nose. And what is it about my nose that captivates you so? I was just thinking that it looks exactly like your mother's. I hate you so much. I was one of the crows you hired to kill the Grey Wardens. I thought you looked familiar. Well, I just wanted to report that I failed my mission, Loghain. You don't say. I'm terribly broken up over it. Hmm. Well, thank you kindly for informing me. You fear barbarians will swoop down upon you. Yes, swooping is bad. So, um, Ambrosian, do you want to go next? Yeah, I did think of a second one. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of an overarching, because a lot of the elven ruins, to me, creep me out mostly because we have a little context as to what the Pantheon is actually like. I personally don't trust Mythal. Um, I think she might end up being the real villain of the whole series. Um, whether or not that's because she was twisted, who knows. Um, but any of the elven runes creeped me out, especially her temple, because it just never felt right to me. We don't know what's true, what's not, what's really happened. Um, but from one of the books, so spoiler alert for anyone who has not read the books, um, when they talk about um, Gilanon's little experiment area, uh, so focusing back on the body horror from earlier Deep Roads, uh, whatever she's doing or was doing or is doing in the Deep Roads with like human centipede stuff, I don't know what she's doing. 
but like meshing bodies together, making creepy, horrible creatures. Um, that's pretty terrifying. One, because why are you doing it? Um, and two, what has she done that we don't know about? Because they mentioned that there are other locations. So there's a hot chance that she's creating these abominations in other locations and we just haven't found them yet. But I think what makes it scarier to me is the fact that we haven't actually seen it in game. And the only place where we've even heard of it is essentially a little short story in a book where we get a brief glimpse at how terrifying she actually is. And then they're like, okay, bye. Uh, next game's coming out eventually. Maybe you'll follow up on this in the game. Maybe these creatures are going to be your worst nightmare in the game. Maybe they'll never show up. I don't like that element of the unknown. Because that also makes me wonder, what if we have to see this in-game? Because the there's things that I've seen already that I did not like. Um, spiders with hands, not a fan. Spiders are already scary enough. So I would definitely say whatever kind of little labs she's got going on are pretty scary to me. That was going to be mine. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll come up with a, another one. But yeah, that one comes from the horror of Hormac. Uh, chapter into Winter Nights. It is genuinely terrifying. Like I read that chapter in the middle of the day, sitting at the pool at my old apartment, like sunny outside, and I'm like freaking out. Like it was so creepy. Absolutely hated that one. But it was really well done. Obviously, if it makes us like that uncomfortable, um. So I I have to agree so much with that one. Lucy, are you the last one? other than me? I think so. All right. All right. So I'm a little surprised no one has mentioned this one yet because it is so viscerally ingrained into my brain because it freaked me out so much the first time I played it. But do you guys remember the orphanage in the alienage in Dragon Age Origins? That freaked me out. Yeah. <laughs> it's You're not expecting A, a blind Templar, be the little ghost girl doing the Sir Willem poem thing. And then at the end, this giant pitchfork comes out of nowhere and stabs the Templar, huge demon. Oh my God, it was creepy. Yeah, I that was also on my short list. I hate, hate that quest. Um, but one of my favorite headcanons in all of Dragon Age comes from that quest. And it's that um, Sarah... From Dragon Age Inquisition, the companion, she like grew up in that orphanage. And that's why she hates magic so much. The timelines, they go together perfectly. And we know she's from Dinneron because she maybe, maybe met the hero of Ferelden or, or whoever that guy was. Like that's what literally she and the Inquisitor is like, you forgot the hero of Ferelden. Anyway. Um, so I love that headcanon, um, but I hate that location. So absolutely have to agree. So I guess the last one that I have on my list is, um, this is less of a location and more of like a 
person or like being and location, but in awakening, whenever you have to go find the mother and you go into her lair or whatever, and it there are all the like dark spawn grubs that she calls her children and her babies. And oh my God, it's horrible. It is horrible. Hated that so much. Um, I remember I played that on stream or maybe Austin played that on stream one time. I don't remember one of us. And uh, you got to that point and you were like, what the hell is that thing? (laughs) And I was like, great question. (laughs) So I hate that too. It was me. Because you (laughs) were in chat and you're like, no one tell him what's coming. No one say anything. I I vaguely remember this now. (laughs) I think we need an honorary mention of any time you walked into an open area and just freaking spiders came down out of the ceiling. Even the non-existent ceilings. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 I would or like to bring up the deep stalkers shoot up out of nowhere. Annoying. Yeah. I would like to bring up one more that, uh, nobody has mentioned and that's the, um, area in the fade with the nightmare demon mm, like yeah i don't like the thought of anyone getting in my head in the first place but to be able to see my darkest fears like that would be horrifying and then to actually see the nightmare demon and see that it's like a giant spider looking thing with what looks like hundreds of eyes or whatever that is in its skin it's just honestly the stuff of well nightmares right literal (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i also would just add i think specifically the um dlcs and external media have a habit of being like extra uncomfortable like um I was thinking about the Golems of Amgarak DLC for Origins, and that thing is so creepy, too. I think it's called the Harvester, and I've only played that once, so I don't remember all the details. But, like, that's creepy, and um, I I think you can argue all the stuff that happens in the Descent DLC is creepy and uncomfortable as well. Um, So, yeah, I think they just have a a way of making the DLC extra spooky. I don't know. I guess the other one I had that's not really a place was, and it's sort of just unexpected, is Liliana looking up at you in the the future timeline in Haven, uh, sorry, in Redcliffe Castle, um, following Inquisition, if you side with the mages, that's freaky. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't think this is one of the creepier ones, now that I think about it, but I do think that the effort needs to be acknowledged in making the fallow mire like attempt to be spooky and creepy good effort gold stuff for trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's fair i never really like go there so i always forget about that one oh another one that i just thought about is um the black marsh also in awakening like basically it's like a marshy bayou swampy area and there's an estate that's cursed by a pride demon and there's this like special lightning 
kind of dragon thing. I don't really know how to describe it well. Um, but yeah, that one, that one's pretty creepy. And you have to like, you have to like gather all these skull bones for the dragon for to like get the spirit dragon to appear. And yeah, just, just creepy. I've been the area where you find um, shale and homeless can be kind of creepy too. Cause you go in and you're like, Oh, a village that's been sacked by the dark spawn. There's dead bodies everywhere as usual, and then all of a sudden you're in a massive underground cave finding all of these uh, magical things, and there's a demon. So normally if something is creepy in Dragon Age, it involves darkspawn or demons. So there's a trend. That's the demon cat, right? Yeah. And Orlesians. Yeah, it's always Orlesians. always the freaking Orlesians. (laughs) yeah um i was also gonna say red templars and um with in orlay once again um the empries and the empries where they have all those like giants imprisoned and um like they have the red lyrium coming out of them i hated that not as creepy as some of the other ones we've mentioned but like definitely not a fun place to be you could tie that into the show as well although we haven't really seen what has happened we know that there is some business going on with red templars in kirkwall we just need to see what has happened i'm willing to bet that will become a creepy location if they show us more yeah i think also just kirkwall like end of sentence don't live there (laughs) no no oh yeah austin great comment in the in the chat the lore um behind the ocularums in inquisition yeah also creepy another location that's a bit creepy is haven in dragon age origins i think Mm -hmm. since dragon age inquisition that's where you start we kind of forget that it wasn't always that way and when you visited an origins just everybody just acting very suspicious and not friendly there yeah Yeah. like if you even if you like ask too many questions like if you ask more than two questions of a person you meet like they all attack you on site and i'm like i did that the first time i ever played origins i was like what is happening i don't understand why everyone hates me (laughs) right now it gives very there is no war in Bossing say vibes in Haven. Yeah. Oh, the kid with the freaking finger bone? Oh my god. Yikes. Maybe that's what Solus's necklace is. We know what Solus's necklace is. I know. I just, okay. <laughs> oh, I just thought of another one from the books. Um the the wig maker chapter into winter nights where he's basically like fueling his his work making wigs with blood magic and and red lyrium and his basically elven servants have been transformed into elven slaves have been transformed into like red lyrium monstrosities as well and that one was also really creepy yes if you haven't read to winter nights you really need to because first of all it's just really good. Like it's probably one of the the best of all the books like in terms of writing, but then also especially the last chapter um has some big implications for for Dreadwolf if we ever if that ever comes out. 
I feel like potential creepy locations could also be um, areas that we haven't explored, like areas where we can't get to. Um, I forget the name of it, but whatever happened to the, uh, I think it, is it West of Fetus, where they were essentially getting shipments from them, and then it just stopped for, like, a long time, and then they show up again, and something horrible happened. I'm willing to bet there's a creepy backstory there. We just don't know what it is. Um, same thing with the guy, I can't remember his name, but it's, I believe, a DLC from Origins, where he's um, experimenting on Wardens, I believe. Uh, I can't remember his name, but Mr. Darkspawn Taint, um, whatever he's doing with the experiments there, that's kind of creepy, because you know something is wrong, and then you show up and you're like, oh, you're killing people for science, that's great. Maybe don't. So, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, I also think there are there's the potential at least for so many new creepy places um, into Venter that we just don't know about yet, and even Navara too, because we really don't we we don't have much in Navara either. Um, so I mean, and I would I would venture to guess personally, just because of what we do know about Venter being, you know slave capital of Thetis and blood magic capital of Thetis, there's probably some more uh, extra creepy locations there, if I had to guess. And the Enderfels too, as Lizzie just said in chat, because they don't really, they don't have anything to do, so they just sit around, I guess, doing magic if they have it, so yeah, for sure. I bet if we get to see Weishaupt in the next game, it's going to be Really freaking spooky because we all know the Grey Wardens aren't exactly balls of sunshine. Well, I will say uh, there was a leak that went out a few months ago, maybe six months ago, um, and it was at that location. So take that with what you will. Who knows what's going to happen with the game? I bitched about this on last episode. So if you listen to the one that came out today, I kind of went off. So, <laughs> um, But anyway, does anybody have any final things before we kind of go around and plug our stuff? Not Quick shout out. I... Oh, sorry. <laughs> Quick shout out to any place in Dragon Age Inquisition with Red Lyrium. True. Because anywhere that it's just unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to mention the, uh, I guess, the underground cavern in Absolution with the Circulum. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. That's a good one. All right. Well, let's um, wrap it up. We'll go in the same order as we did introductions. So, Lewis, you're up. You can find me on the Discord or on Instagram at Lewis Hackvith. Awesome. Lizzie? You can also find me on the Discord, and hopefully soon I will be streaming again. It will probably have to wait until after Halloween, though, because Halloween's a very busy season for me. <laughs> awesome. Andy? Yeah, so 
<clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, I am on Discord as Gandalf's Alt, which is Gandalf's underscore Alt. And I'm also on AO3 under the same name. And now um, that a very, very busy September and early October is over, hopefully I should be posting some new stuff soon. Awesome. Exciting. Um, Steven. I'm Crimson Knight on Discord. Awesome. And last but certainly not least, Ambrosian. I'm Ambrosian. Uh, same name on Discord and possibly maybe some other things will be popping up soon. I'm not quite sure. Awesome. You'll have to keep us posted. All right, Austin, I'm going to turn it over to you. Yes, yeah, so I'm Austin. You can find no. me on no <laughs> boo everyone boo this man <laughs> yeah uh thank you all for coming on and supporting us again at the end thank you especially to lewis hr uh no kings here patron thank you so much for your support thank everyone for um listening to the dragon age Lorecast. we'll see you next time that we will Thanks for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. You can find us on Twitter at DA Lorecast. If you have any lore questions, topics to unpack, or side character suggestions, join our Cups Podcasting and More Discord server. It's easily the best place on the internet. You can also support us financially through our Patreon. You can find us there on patreon.com slash dragonagelorecast. The Dragon Age Lorecast is part of the Robots Radio Network. For more information about the Robots Radio Network, join the Discord server via the link in our episode description. If you enjoyed the show or learned something new today, please subscribe, leave us a review, and join the Patreon. And if you enjoyed our intro and outro music, give a big thank you to Pipe Man Studios. Thank you, Pipe Man. Thanks again for listening to the Dragon Age Lorecast. We'll see you next time. When a wasteland detective and a vault girl cross paths, no criminal is safe. You're both under arrest. Don't move a muscle if you know what's good for you. Based in Bethesda's Fallout series, follow Walter and Bunny as they traverse the Texas Commonwealth and New Vegas, busting big crime rings. We'll need all we can to expand into Vegas territory. And surviving anything the wasteland can throw at them. It's him! It's the Mothman! Featuring a series of nail-biting narratives and guest stars from across the Fallout community. It's anybody's guess what thrilling case is up next. War never changes, does it, Bonnie? No, it certainly does not. True Vault Escapades, a Fallout audio drama. Available anywhere you get podcasts. Podcasts.